Welcome to the Go and Grow Show with Bree and C, a podcast to help you grow in all areas of life, but first, towards Christ. Welcome to the Go and Grow Show with Bree and C. How are you doing, C? I'm doing great, Bree. How about yourself? Doing good. We're able to record another episode, so that's great. Yay! I know it's been a while. I'm glad we're back on and in full effect. Yes, I hope all the listeners are doing great as well. Since we're in the month of May, we both wanted to wish our Mexican listeners a happy belated Cinco de Mayo. And so a lot of people might hear the word Cinco de Mayo and hear about the celebration, the festivities, and they're thinking, oh, that must be Mexico's Independence Day. But believe it or not, it's not. Cinco de Mayo is to celebrate the Mexicans' army unlikely victory over the French Empire in the Battle of Puebla on May 5th, 1862. The Mexican army, they were able to defeat the French under the leadership of General Ignacio Zaragoza. So we hope everyone out there was safe and had a great time in celebrating this festive, festive day. So happy belated Cinco de Mayo. Happy belated Cinco de Mayo. And thanks for sharing. I was not exactly sure the origin of the holiday. So now I know. (laughs) Yeah, now you know. Well, getting into my topic for today, I wanted to discuss a little about um, why going to church is important, um, especially for millennials. Unfortunately, this is a time where millennials have not been going to church there's a statistic what should I say not going to church as much as they used to and there was a group called um, Barna that does surveys and they uh, they did a big survey on Millennials and church attendance and they found in their their results that only two in ten of Americans under 30 believe attending a church is important or worthwhile and 59% of millennials that were raised in the church have dropped out. 35% of millennials even have an anti-church stance, believing the church does more harm than good. So that's pretty unfortunate. I know there's many reasons that I'm going to mention that could be potential reasons why they have decided to not go to church anymore. I I know even in my life, when I I think about times in my life when I didn't go to church, and for me, it was more so I didn't have the transportation when I was a broke college student, (laughs) and I just decided, okay, well, I can listen to a sermon online or or do something else. I just didn't have the transportation to go. I was one of those uh, millennials that was raised in the church, so... Fortunately, the importance of going to church was something that was instilled in me. These reasons that we're going to discuss why people have stopped going, I I understand them. Mm -hmm. And I will try to share some encouragement for them to um, start going as well. Hopefully, I'm preaching to the choir and the people listening um, do go to church. But you might know someone who doesn't. You might be able to share some of this with them. Um, I have um, met people, those, I guess, 8 in 10 Americans, so it seems like that's <laughs> even the majority, that don't see church as important. And this um, inspired some 
uh, interesting conversations with people um, trying to um, help them to see the advantages of going to church. But what about you, C? Has there ever been a time in your life where you weren't going to church? Yes. <laughs> yes, there was. And it wasn't just when I was younger, but also in my adult life where I felt that, okay, I can just watch it online. I can just stream online. But I think it's important to forsake not, I can't recall the scripture right now. I don't know if you know it. Forsake not the assembling of one another. And it's a different energy, something that ignites your spirit when you're amongst God's people. It's great to be able to have access to it online. If you can't be there, you know, you can't be there. But there were times where I was very well able-bodied to attend but I chose to just log in and just watch, made me very complacent in my walk. And then I came to a point that I was like, you know what, Lord, I'm just going to give you back another six months of my life where I'm going to attend faithfully. And I really saw a difference and it helped. So if someone ever feels like their walk with Christ is dormant, you don't really want to go to church, you know, seek God's face about that because something may be going on that you may not know about. So and I think it's good to plug yourself back into the church or find a church where you feel like you're growing and being fed so that you can grow and serve. Servanthood is so important. But yes, to answer your question, absolutely, I've been there. What about you? Yes, I definitely have been there as well. And um, like I said, there were times when I was you know, in college and I couldn't, I didn't have a way to uh, even get to a church. And then when I've moved to new cities and it, it's taken me a while to kind of uh, get settled and find find a church. But luckily, um, those times I was eventually able to find a church. And I think I found the scripture you were reference, referencing mm -hmm. earlier. It, Hebrews 10.25 says, not forsaking the assemblies, the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is but exhorting one another in so much the more as ye see the day approaching does that ring a bell it does you got okay. it that's it thank you for getting that no problem obviously that's the king james version with the the ease so <laughs> i'm more of a uh nasb girl so <laughs> i wish you would have pulled that version up but king james is good <laughs> So some of the reasons I thought of why um, people have decided not to go to church, and this and this is also from conversations I've had with people as well, they can feel like preachers are fake, like they take advantage of the church. There's so many cliques in the church. Another one is that they think people uh, churches are full of hypocrites. Uh, millennials, especially, they want um, transparency when they go. They want relationship when they go. And nowadays, like I said, we both said earlier, it's so easy to pull up YouTube sermons at home. There are great preachers that post their, their sermons online. And another reason, another big reason can be church hurt. Someone, you know, at the yeah. church hurt them. So those those are just a few, few reasons I've, I've seen uh, as I've talked with people and just things I've noticed. But... As I said earlier, I do think church is very important. And 
one of the things I've, I've told someone is that, yes, there are people out there who take advantage of their positions, unfortunately, as preachers. But we need to look for um, those who are, even though there are people who take advantage of it, there are many great um, men and women who teach the gospel at their churches. And if if you get convicted or something, if you have a bad feeling about the church you're at, it's very easy to find another church, uh, hopefully. Yes. Um, you'll find another church near you that is sharing, you know, God's true word. And then we don't stop going to the doctor because if we find out one doctor somewhere else is doing a malpractice, mm-hmm. we go to the doctor, you know, that is going to treat us right. Mm-hmm. And just because you hear about someone else taking advantage of their position doesn't mean doesn't give you, I think, the right to say, OK, I'm just going to stop going to church altogether. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, each person, you know, God is going to hold us accountable for what we do. And we all have gifts that, you know, God gave us things that we um, have to share with uh, the body of Christ. And since I'm talking about that, there's a scripture in Ephesians that says, um, it's Ephesians 4, uh, verses 11 through 16. And it says, and he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man to the measure of the statue which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love. We are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together, by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. (laughs) And I know that was a long passage, but it speaks to what we just said, how we all have these different gifts and we all have opportunities um, to share with each other in, in fellowship. And you can't get that type of fellowship staying home um, and watching YouTube sermons. I think we're called to be in fellowship with each other and have accountability with each other. And for people who see, and not just the pastors um, keeping them away, but people in the church too, we have to understand that people aren't perfect. We can't put our faith in the, the church as in the body of the church but our faith has to be in salvation in jesus and know that even though you go to church church people aren't perfect i serve in many ministries i know see you're involved in your church too and you know sometimes people will they they will try you (laughs) sometimes things don't always go as planned but people aren't perfect i i'm not expecting um perfection when I go to church I'm expecting fellowship and it's opportunities for us to give grace to people it's opportunities to grow together as people have you ever been in one of those situations see one thing that I see that is quite dangerous 
and that's one of the reasons why I would stop going to church from time to time, is when I would see church members reverence a pastor far more than should be. I understand some ministries or some people like to call their pastors man of God. I have an issue with that, but it seems as if they're quoting the pastor more than they're quoting the Bible. And I see that very often. I feel like that can be dangerous because just as you said, we are not perfect. And I don't feel that it is healthy to look at the man or woman at the pulpit as a God because they are not. They can easily fall. And when I would see many ministries, you know, people align themselves like that with that mentality, it was very evident. It was just like, whatever pastor wants me to do, I'm going to do. And that's, I don't know, it just seemed as if, I just don't like being in an atmosphere where individuals want to consult their pastors before consulting Holy Spirit. You know, like you said, we're not perfect. And I remember someone I used to know would say, you know, there's nobody here to be Holy Spirit Junior. God has placed a particular individual in your path to be your pastor. And as you said, if you feel like you're not being fed, go elsewhere. Bree gave a great example about if you have a physician that is not practicing properly and, you know, something happens that went awry, like go elsewhere. And I can say I've gone through that where I felt like I was somewhere and I didn't feel like I was growing. And I felt like the people were reverencing the pastor far too much. It caused me to just remove myself from the church entirely for a minute, not long, but then I came back because I could feel like life was coming out of balance and out of place. And outside of the church, have your own relationship with Christ. Talk to him in your car. Talk to him on the job. Consult the Holy Spirit about things, you know? So I'm glad you're, you're, this topic is so on target because this is very much needed. Yes, and like I think those statistics kind of speak to it. Mm-hmm. Um, all those, all those, um, you know, reasons, all those statistics that people are not deciding to go to church. And like I said, fellowship is very important. I go to a lot of um, Christian events, concerts, and I'm involved with a women's uh, ministry called Pinky Promise. We even have this podcast, but. Going to church is still very important to me. At my church, I mean, there's local leadership, and you can, you know, like we like we said, you get involved, you are able to share your gifts, growing your gifts, fellowship with other other Christians. When you isolate yourself, and this is something I saw on a blog post, when Jesus references us, he calls us, you know, he's the shepherd, and we are the sheep, and Someone said on their blog that, you know, sheep are not solitary animals. Hmm. When they're alone, when they go astray, that's when they're easier to pick off. You know, a predator, some some type of wild animal can, you know, get the sheep that's off by himself. So when you're off by yourself, um, you open yourself up to getting separated, getting tempted, being on your own. I, I feel like there's a lot more... Um, opportunities for you when you are fellowshipping with other people you can reach out to people to intercede for you being able to experience corporate worship with other people being able to serve other people things that help you um, become more mature in Christ and when you're alone you can't you might not have people you can reach out to to intercede for you you can um, share with your church hey I need prayer in this area hey I need to grow in this area it's just something about being able to worship with people at your church. You see everyone, you know, submitting themselves to God, 
um, versus you just being by yourself at home. You can't right. get that corporate worship experience at home. You can, yes, it's great. Worship God at home. That is something we need to do. Even like you said, every day, talk to God in those little moments, but being able to worship with other people as well as uh, your body in Christ, the church, I think that that is important as well. And scripture, scripture calls us to see, um, we have older women teaching the uh, younger women, older men teaching the younger men, and the opportunities for that can definitely happen in church. Hopefully your church has just different ways to uh, interact with people. You can talk with people, have mentors, have um, spiritual mothers, spiritual fathers. Um, you have opportunities to grow and, and talk to someone versus just watching a video because um, you, you have unique things in your life going on that you might want to talk to someone about. And another thing that's helped me is just reading about the early church history in the Bible. Just seeing um, the church in Acts 2, um, how it got started. Seeing the original purpose of the church. All the things that went on, how they banded together during times of persecution. How they worshipped together. How they helped each other. It just gave me appreciation of my church and seeing that what they did allowed my church to be where it is now the things that they endured and understanding that the church is the bride of christ that he you know he came and died for the church how can we not um, love and care for this body that he loved first yeah. and especially within the african-american community the church has such a rich history um, it was the foundation of the community it even led during um, civil rights movements, the church was an area where people could meet and discuss uh, their plans in the community and they could share what people think about uh, people like Martin Luther King, who was a church leader and then he was a civil rights leader, how the things he, he went through and the things that his his ideas of, you know, nonviolence and things like that, but how the church helped foster those things as well so i think about the history of it and how i get to contribute to to all of that so that's another thing to think of and for people who do go to church my recommendation would be to get involved if you aren't involved um, we talked earlier about people using their talents you know god's gonna hold all of us accountable for what we do we've talked on the podcast before about the parable of the talents I'll put a, a link to those scriptures in our show notes. But we need to think about what are we good at? What do we feel that God is leading us to do? Definitely want to encourage those who feel burned out for those who are involved. We talked earlier, we said people aren't perfect. Sometimes you do have to have, you know, boundaries when you're serving. I have a friend that she was um, so involved with her church to the point where she was getting phone calls and text messages late, late into the night, like, all the time and she had to step back and say okay what do I need to um, not be uh, doing how can I set boundaries where I can have my time that I need to do the things that I need to do learn to say no when you need to before you do um, end up with the church hurt that we mentioned earlier and then you could stop going to church altogether <laughs> and being involved also gives you opportunity to be what you didn't see um, for example I was being involved in the church and ministry now I get the opportunity to teach the kids the things I wanted 
to be taught are things I felt like I needed to learn growing up because I saw a lot of you know religion and rules growing up in the Baptist church but now I get to teach kids about the gospel and what that really means for them how they're saved from their sin and making sure they understand what being a Christian is and you might be at a church where you know they don't have a young adults ministry or there's something that you really want to do but you're I don't know you might be scared there might be you might not feel like taking initiative but I would definitely urge you to uh, get involved and do what God has placed on your heart there might be someone really waiting for it you never know what what your ideas what they could bring about what about you see is there would you have any tips for someone who does go to church but isn't involved I would say find look within yourself and find out what your passions are and look into your church and find out where you can connect those passions to serve at your local church it's very rewarding let's just say if you have a gift of creativity there may be a drama department at your church plug in there or you like the helps there may be a hospitality ministry or a ministry there that helps feed the homeless and once you become more engaged in serving and being around others you be, you form a community like you mentioned earlier fellowship socialization you begin to build bonds and that may encourage you to come back to church may encourage you to do carpools may encourage you to become friends with someone and when you're in a need and need a prayer request you could call that person so those things I think can help those tips I think can help someone who is already actively going to church take it a little step further and as you get to begin to know others who are serving in ministries as you begin to serve I feel like somehow it connects you closer to God because now you're tapping into the gifts he's placed within you and you're learning more about yourself as you're learning more about him and in your walk so hopefully that would help someone out there definitely definitely thanks for sharing that see okay now I believe there are a few things that you wanted to discuss there are um, so I'm gonna just because this is gonna be very brief I'm gonna call this seed corner and the reason I call this that is this is where I get a chance just to let loose and just talk about issues that concern me or make me think from time to time I do want to say that I definitely love being a part of this podcast because you just never know how God can move and ignite something within you that may have been dormant. We never know who's listening and we never know what someone may be going through as they listen. So we pray that as you listen to our podcast, that God may reignite something within you that has been dormant for a while. You know, I, I was just seeking God's face, and I was like, Lord, what should I talk about on this podcast? And what came to me was the discussion of patience and God's timing. And I don't know if you, Bree, or any listener out there has ever felt like you've been praying and seeking God's face forever on an issue. And you feel like you sincerely believe whatever your heart's desire is has been in line with God's word, and it's just not coming to pass. Has that ever happened to you, Brie, where you feel like, gosh, Lord, you know, I have this desire for whatever, and I've been praying day after day, month after month, year after year, and I just haven't seen it come to fruition? Has that ever happened? Definitely. Um, even now, as as an adult, going through different things in life, having desires for things, I'm definitely there. I can understand. And 
I have referenced this devotional I use daily. It's by Sarah Young. It's called Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence. And one of the morning devotion or the devotional, you can use this in the morning, the day, evening, whatever your prayer time is. It really encouraged me regarding that um, waiting on God and God's timing. And it says, if you learn to trust me, really trust me with your whole being, then nothing can separate you from my peace. Everything you endure can be put to good use by allowing it to train you and trusting me. This is how you foil the works of evil, growing in grace through the very adversity that was meant to harm you. Joseph was a prime example of this divine reversal, declaring to his brothers, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. Do not fear what this day or any day may bring your way. Concentrate on trusting me and on doing what needs to be done. Relax in my sovereignty, remembering that I go before you as well as with you into each day. Fear no evil, for I can bring good out of every situation you will ever encounter. And this comes out of Genesis 50 verse 20 and Psalms 23 chapter 4. And it's funny as I was, you know, like spending time with God about patience and God's timing, I happened to, um, in church today, we had to do a presentation on the fruit of the Spirit. And the presentation I had to do was on the Spirit of Patience, one of the fruits of the Spirit. So I want to share with the listeners today, Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Some may be familiar with this passage, some may not be. And it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And in the Amplified it says, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which has, excuse me, the work which his presence within accomplishes is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, fruitfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint, countenance, or continence, excuse me, Against such things, there is no law that can bring a charge. So, while you are waiting on God, have you been activating the fruit of the spirit of patience? I think while we are patiently waiting, that doesn't mean that we have to sit there and watch the paint on the walls to dry. No. I feel that it means it's okay to say, Lord, I trust you, and I know that you've got this. While I patiently wait and trust you, I'm going to use my gifts that you've given to me to glorify you and to strengthen me. So while I'm glorifying you, I'm getting strengthened. Remember, Isaiah 59 says, or 55 verse 9. So Isaiah chapter 55 verse 9 states that as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So ladies, or even gentlemen, that relationship that didn't work out recently, it's okay. Go ahead and praise God because that was not God's best, nor was it on God's time. Yes, I'm so happy that, you know, some of my relationships that I've been in have ended. 
at the time, you know, it was painful, but mm-hmm. now I was like, thank you, Lord, for yes. ending that relationship because I did not need to be, I didn't even need to be it in the first place. <laughs> I'm so glad you're so real because it's so true. I've been there too. I can certainly understand that. That's God's way of protecting us, believe it or not. And like you said, I've been there too. It can be painful and you don't understand it, but thank you, Jesus, for your protection and not allowing anything to come out of that. And for you fellas, you may not have gotten that house, that job, or that business acquisition or that building you've been really seeking God's face for. That's okay because you know what? Our God has better and he protects his kids and wants the very best for each and every one of us. He is a good father and wants to make sure we are very well taken care of. I believe that when we get in the way of God, that is when we see a lot of mishaps take place in our lives. I think that God sits back and is like, nope, see, I had better for you. So are you going to let go of your need for control and let go of your timeline so I may handle this and give you God's very best? Hmm. I found in the uh, Jesus Calling book another passage or devotional that ministered to me right on topic about that. And it says, trust me, in the midst of a messy day, your inner calm, your peace in my presence need not be shaken by what is going on around you. Though you live in this temporal world, your innermost being is rooted and grounded in eternity. When you start to feel stressed, detach yourself from the disturbances around you. Instead of desperately striving to maintain order and control in your little world, relax and remember that circumstances cannot touch my peace. Seek my faith and I will share my mind with you, opening your eyes to see things from my perspective. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. The peace I give is sufficient for you. And you can find these scriptures in John chapter 16, verse 33, Psalms chapter 105, verse 4, and John 14, verse 27. So I hope this quick, brief podcast was able to awaken you to activate the fruit of the spirit of patience within you and to help you feel more at ease in trusting God and knowing that his will is perfect and that he has the very best setup for you. I also want to mention that I love, 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 love to interact and engage with our listeners. So if you ever have a question for me or if you ever have a question or comment for Bree and I and you want to let us know how your faith has been impacted and encouraged by this podcast, you can hit us up on Twitter. I'm very active on Twitter. My Twitter handle is C underscore Bella, which is B-E as an elephant, L-L-A-777. Our show, Go and Grow Show, on Twitter is at Go and Grow Show. If you have a prayer request or a funny story or something that's been placed on your heart you want to share with us, please do. We certainly will give you a shout out and you may receive a nice gift from Bree and I in the mail thanking you 
for telling us how this podcast has been a blessing to you. Remember that we here at the Go and Grow Show, we certainly, certainly do love you. And we both are praying for all of you so that your everyday life, you may go and grow for the kingdom of God. So that's what I have in C's Corner. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing C's Corner with us. And we can all, um, patience is an area I think that every Christian is something that we all deal with. And it's always good to hear um, encouragement in that area. And we all have our unique situations that we're going through. You mentioned some and ultimately trusting in in God's timing. It's it's so important. Um, You know, as as us being humans, we can't see, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow or a year from now or even 10 years from now. But, you know, time is not a, a limit to God. You know, he sees the past, the present and the future. So his perspective, he has the, you know, we say some people are a uh, small picture, big picture. God is the ultimate big picture. And he sees things and knows when is the best time to place things in our lives. Um, yes, we, we pray for things. We pray ultimately, no matter what, for God's will. So we can pray for, you know, a house. But ultimately, we're praying for, for God's will first for the house first. Okay. It's it would be a sad, sad thing to get the house, but then, you know, God knows some situation that's coming that's that would impact us, um, perhaps a, a job layoff or something that's going to happen mm-hmm. that would impact our ability to pay for the house or keep the house sustained. Like his timing is just the best, and we we trust yes. him for that. So also, I think I'm not. Um, there's also a scripture, uh, Proverbs three five through six, about trusting in the Lord with with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. So that's another helpful scripture about patience. And I, I know you mentioned your, your Twitter handle. See, mine is um, at Bri817, B-R-I-817. But you can, like you um, said also, our the show's Twitter is at Go End Grow Show. So definitely... If you're on Twitter, that's also on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page. So any area or any social media platform, we're, we're most likely there. Uh, you, you can interact with us there. And just going back to, I forgot, there's a, a meme I saw on Instagram. It's uh, going back to what I was saying about going to church. It says, I don't need church. I study the Bible for myself. And it says, this is proof that you don't actually study the Bible for yourself. <laughs> so that person, in a rather more more blunt way, kind of pointed out some of the things I said earlier. I'll have to use that somehow in a, in our when we post for the episode. Yeah. It's just a nice way to kind of wrap up that whole conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, as we study the Bible for ourselves, I feel like it should lead you to want to fellowship with others. You see... Even, you know, Jesus had his disciples that he fellowship with and the letters that, that Paul wrote to the early churches, you get an idea of how important it is to be together and unified in peace and using your gifts. And you mentioned on God's timing, don't just wait, but get uh, use your gifts. So ultimately, that's what we need to be doing, not just in church, but, you know, in the community, wherever at our jobs, um, growing 
in Christ and, and church is a great way to to do that as well so I think that kind of wraps up what we uh, were discussing do you have anything else see I do as you're talking I was like oh, I'm gonna ask Bree what are you listening to now like um, lately because there's an artist I just recently discovered out of another nation I want to mention and I'm hoping I've reached out to him and I'm like Please answer me, because I would love for you to be on our podcast. I think he's so brilliant. But um, what have you been listening to lately? Late, lady, excuse me, lately. <laughs> what I've been listening to as far as like worship music or Christian hip-hop or uh, just, just in general. You um, see that you're just repeat, repeat. You're just like, this really, I like this. I've been listening to KB's single. He's a Christian hip-hop artist. It's called No Chains. I've listened to that song a lot. And it's funny because he just had an album come out. He's really hmm. at the top of his game right now. He's had uh, an album. I, what was it called? Let me look it up real quick. Well, while you're looking that up, there's a Christian artist I discovered on YouTube. I think I typed in Gospel Nigerian music and this guy came up by the name of Frank Edward and I wasn't sure which country out of Africa he was from but as I started doing a little bit of research I believe he's out of the nation of Nigeria and I'm like listening to this his music almost every day and I I knew that I was going to go to Africa one day just didn't know which country but as I'm listening to him and other um, artists out of Nigeria worshiping God it just really ministers to me and the music is very similar to Haitian music, the guitar, the arrangements. So I feel like it's like, even though it's they're speaking in their dialect, some of it is in English, but it, it reminds me of some things that I grew up with. And it just really, I, I love it. Um, he is the CEO of Rock Town. It's a record company. And one of them, an American gospel artist, Nicole C. Mullen, I recently saw is going to be signing with him. So I'm like, this guy needs to come to the U.S. and perform. He's just awesome. And the songs that I've been listening to him, I found him on also, not Spotify, but I have some app on my phone where I, when I go exercise, I listen to. He has this one song I really like called Redemption Dance and Miracle Rain. And he's got a lot of followers on social media. So I've not been to the nation Nigeria yet. I hope one day I would be so humbled and honored to meet him or if he comes on the podcast, that would be so awesome because he has a brilliant, brilliant mind of producing and recording and worshiping the Lord in both his native tongue and also in English. And he also did an album with um, Don Moen, who is a well-known worship leader out here in the States. So he was able to combine the Africa or the Nigerian sound to the American sound and had the Americans speaking in their dialect worshiping the Lord. And it was just beautiful. Some of the songs, I, a lot of the songs, I don't understand the words, but I can feel the presence of God just filling the room. And it's just beautiful. I'm all, as you know, I have a heart for the nations. I love learning about various cultures. So I'm just blasting this gospel Nigerian music, and I'm exercising, and I'm walking my dog and in my car, and I want to start learning the dances now. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds really interesting. I have to check him out. And KB's album, it came out last year. It's called Today We Rebel. It's a really good album. And he just had a single out. I mentioned No Chains, which is really good as well. 
I'm, I'll probably listen to that until Jackie Hill Perry's new album comes out. I'm really excited for that. And speaking of um, different languages, and I, I think you'll appreciate this, I did go to National Day of Prayer last week, uh, which was May 3rd, I believe, which is a just a national movement to encourage um, people to pray, uh, unified their city. It was really nice. Um, in my city, you had people from lots of different churches, and they had um, people in different, um, like just different areas, praying in different areas, like education, um, church leaders, politics. Like there were just different areas. There were different areas that people prayed in, and depending on where you are, you would get in different groups, and you would uh, pray with the people in your group. And I intentionally, I sat with a group of um, Hispanic people. So when we got together and prayed, a lot of them were praying in Spanish. And that was just, oh, wow. um, it was just interesting. And it, you, to see, you know, someone of a different background mm -hmm. um, still, you know, worshiping God and um, doing it in their own way. So that was mm. pretty uh, interesting to see. Thank you for sharing. Yes, that's something that happens every year. So hopefully if you didn't go to... Uh, National Day of Prayer event this year, you can check one out next year. Highly recommend it. Anything else going on, Bree? Mm, I think that's that's about it for now. Okay. Sounds good. Alright, so thank you all for listening. I know we shared um, how to contact us on social media. Feel free to um, give us a, a shout out. Tell us, especially if you attended a National Day of Prayer event, tell us how, how it went. Um, have you ever talked to someone that didn't go to church? How did that conversation go? Or if you're waiting for something for God, what are you doing? How are you using your talents in the meantime as you are are waiting? Hopefully you're developing your relationship with God while you wait and you're staying encouraged. Hopefully this um, conversation was encouraging for you. So yeah. feel free to let us know. Let us know. Again, thanks for listening, and God bless you. We'll see you on the next show. Forever and ever, deserving glory. Forever and ever, Alpha, Omega, forever and ever and ever. Nobody is greater than the most high, the most fly, who reigns up in the heaven. He's not our sky, but so high. You gotta be in the spirit just to pass by and catch a glimpse of glory with your new eyes. That's post-Christ. Uh. He removes the veil of bondage, helps you see Jehovah so much bigger. He's deeper than the oceans, longer than the river. Holy Spirit, help us get the bigger picture. And you, I see him clearer. Without you, I'm just a figure, yeah. You deserve the Thanks for listening to The Gone Grow Show. Please share the episode with others. Check out our show notes at www.goandgrowshow.com, which also has more edifying resources as well. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Go and Grow Show. Please let us know what you thought. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes. Until next time, don't conform, be transformed.